While I do love our introductory song here on the Game Day Everyday podcast, Mr. Rob Higgins, I feel like this week it should have been a little shipping up to Boston, Dropkick Murphy, since that is where you currently are going to reside, my friend, for the Frozen Four this weekend, ahead of us being on the clock for 2023. They, they have all of your Boston gear ready to go. You, you have Dropkick Murphys on replay. Like, what are, you, what are you doing to get ready to head to Beantown? I'm ready. I've been fasting a little bit just so I can get in uh, plenty of chowda and plenty of lobster rolls. <laughs> uh, it's going to be fantastic. But it's a business trip for us. I know the way you are, you like to soak it all in. But for us, uh, we've got members of our team. We've got members of the arena all going there to make sure that when we officially go on the clock, once the national champion is crowned this year, that we're ready to roll for this next 365 days ahead of the 2023 NCAA Men's Frozen Four at Amway Arena. Just make sure you pack your car and have it yacht, okay? When you go up there to Boston, just, just make sure that's that's where you're, you're doing it. Um, so, so excited here for episode five of the Game Day Everyday podcast. Uh, such momentum. I just want to thank our listeners that have been a part of this, that have been with us, uh, that have been listening all the way through. This has been awesome. Share with your friends. Let them know. Uh, we got so much cool stuff that's on the horizon here for the Game Day Everyday podcast. Um, and obviously, the big news that's been happening uh, in, in really the last week is everything with our local teams. And we'll get into all the stuff that's been going on. Uh, if you listen to episode four, obviously we talked about, um, you know, the women's tournament that's going to be coming here, the women's final four that'll be heading to, uh, to Tampa Bay and, and all we've got coming up. And obviously we're in a great season for sports, but how about the NFL? How about the Bucs? How about Todd Bowles now? The new head football coach for your Tampa Bay Buccaneers as Bruce Arian steps into a front office role. A lot of changes, but I'll tell you what, I'm pretty excited for Todd to take over here in Tampa Bay. I was not surprised by Tom Brady unretiring. I'll be honest. I was surprised with uh, the the coaching move and BA retiring and then Todd Bowles taking the reins. I think it's a fantastic move and real credit to, to Bruce on, uh, on making that call and having such a phenomenal secession plan. And I think Todd's a great, great, great guy, the right guy. He's going to do a fantastic job. Uh, he's getting handed the keys to a, a, a pretty great car right now. And I think he's going to do a, an awesome job driving it. That's for sure. Oh, yes, he will. And, and Todd Bowles, obviously, being an experienced head coach, you know, and one of the things that I do want to commend Bruce Arians for, Rob, and, and this is just a, a side note, because obviously Todd is an excellent head coach, but Bruce has really, really been at the forefront of diversity, diversity hires, right? Whether it be, you know, having two female assistant coaches on his staff, um, you know, or whether it be having African-Americans or minorities be a part of his coaching staff, you know, in a leadership type of role, he steps aside and allows Todd Bowles to step in. So there is another minority head coach here in the National Football League. I, I, it speaks to, for me, just his character and how, how Bruce Arians is at his core, always giving opportunities to those that he feels not only deserve it, but to try to improve the league around him. And that, to me, Rob, is a side note, but certainly something that's important to me because it just speaks to, to who Bruce Arians is. Bruce is so authentic. I mean, I think that's one of the best words to describe him, and he really believes in – uh, creating opportunities for, for people to succeed. And I think this is the ultimate testament to him for, for him to uh, make sure he's given a fantastic opportunity to, uh, to coach Bowles to succeed. And he heard it in the press conference, I think, from, from each of those guys. Uh, the, the timing's right for, for both of them. And I can't wait to see it pay off in a really big way with the upcoming season. 
it's going to be awesome uh, to watch the Bucks this year and, and to watch you know, new head coach Todd Bowles taking over with a lot of guys returning. Obviously, Tom Brady coming back as well. It's going to be fun to watch that team. Hey, Cam Brait going to be there too, and he's got a little little hardware now on on the hand with the wedding ring. Him and our friend Brooke getting married finally, tying the knot. It looked like a beautiful wedding, Rob. You know, I uh, I I know they are so that they are like my favorite couple in town. They are like the star couple of Tampa Bay, and it was so cool to just see the celebration because they deserve all the love in the world. Yeah, congratulations to them. It was the absolute nicest wedding I've ever been to, and uh, I mean, just befitting of the, their great relationship. Um, Ryan Griffin uh, was the uh, the master ceremonies. He he basically uh, married him um, and and was hilarious, but also very heartfelt. Uh, just a lot of love and support at the ceremony. We're going to have to get them on to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we are. I don't even feel yeah, right talking about it, but I will tell you, Brooke, who did an incredible job as our director of marketing for, for the Super Bowl host committee, uh, only surpassed that effort with planning of her wedding because it, it turned out uh fantastic and we're just really happy for for them as well did you did you partake in, in a lot of food uh you know just just give me a little scoop in terms of i mean you know did you walk out of there very full and satisfied after the uh the great wedding absolutely and i'm just telling you like this wedding ryan off the charts we'll save the details for a future episode when i coerce okay. uh brooke and cam to come on the show but uh, just an, an awesome ceremony uh, that really, again, is befitting of an awesome couple. And we wish them, you know, many, many years of, of happiness to come. Yes, we certainly do. And, and Brooke has been a great friend to me and, and Cam has been great to us. Uh, for those that have followed us on the Tampa Bay 55 podcast, both of them made an appearance uh, on that, that podcast as well. So can't wait to get them on here to the Game Day Everyday podcast. So congratulations to, to the lovely and happy couple. Um, they deserve it. And, uh, and it's, it was just awesome to, to witness and see. Um, we got a lot coming up here in Tampa Bay over the next few years, but in 2023, specifically here in the Bay Area, we have got the Frozen Four that is going to be at Amelie Arena. It's going to be an awesome event. And Rob, this will be the third time that our city gets to host the Frozen Four. And it, it's been really cool to see the growth, right? And just how much the hockey community has wrapped its arms around the city of Tampa. 2012 was the first time, 2016 was the last time, 2023 will be the next. Just take me through, number one, the bid process for being able to get it again here, what it means to our city to be able to host that event, how excited you are to go up to Boston to just take notes and observe before we're on the clock. Well, the original time that we, we bid on the Frozen Four was actually in 2005, and we were awarded 2012, so it was a seven-year gap. It, the bid cycle itself was for 2009, 2010, or 2011. Uh, but we went into the room knowing that we were a long shot. Uh, we, we did everything we could to explain just how special of a situation we have here for, for college hockey. And it took some convincing, there's no doubt, but, uh, we were fortunate to be awarded. I'll tell you when we got to the question and answer period, of uh, with the committee of that bid process, again, just for those three years, one of the committee members asked if, we would have the ability and interest in hosting an extra year, which would be 2012 at that time. And we actually had brought with us the hotel contracts, the venue agreement, everything for 2012, just hoping and praying they would ask us 
if we would have an interest in that extra year. And it showed that we were prepared. It showed that we certainly were interested to go to that extra degree of, of work on a year that, quite frankly, they weren't bidding out at that time. And we were lucky to be able to get 2012. We put a lot of energy in making sure 2012 went successful. That leads us to, to 2016, which was uh, phenomenal in and of itself. And, and now we've got 2023 on the horizon. With the Game Day Everyday podcast, we promised that we would take you behind the scenes to start from start to finish of events. And that's what's going to happen with, with Frozen Four, whether it's the trip to Boston this week, uh, all the way through the months of preparation, and then it culminating in April of 2023 with our community's third NCAA Men's Frozen Four. And we have an opportunity to chat, chat with Chad Tolliver, who's the NCAA Associate Director of Championships and Alliances and Operations. He's going to join us in just a few seconds on this podcast. But Rob, you do take us behind the scenes. That's what we do well here on the Game Day Everyday podcast. So you are heading up to Boston. You will be there for the Frozen Four this upcoming weekend. What will your vantage point be? Because we've done this on the Tampa Bay 55 podcast where you took us through every single ounce of preparation, the insight into what led up to the Super Bowl. But when you go up to Boston, when you go up to some of these events, specifically this weekend, what will you be taking notes on? What will you be observing? And what will you kind of partake in to, to bring back here to Tampa to prepare for 2023? Well, our, our preparation and study in Boston uh, started quite some time ago. I mean, we've been watching their marketing to understand how they're communicating to fans and, and getting them ready. Certainly, we'll get on the plane. We'll land at the airport, Boston. We'll start looking to see how their airport uh, receives fans as well. It's almost like a secret shopper scenario of putting ourselves in the fans' shoes and making sure uh, we know what's going well or what are things that we could potentially improve upon as well. We'll actually have a marketing activation at the games to get people ready and excited about Tampa, give them information about our hotels, about our surrounding areas, our attractions, so that they know just how excited we are uh, to be able to host them in a year from now. And hopefully that'll give them uh, a lot of reason to be excited over these next 12 months. So there's a lot of different reasons, a lot of valuable aspects uh, of the trip. It's one of those uh, where we'll take a, a ton of notes, a lot of pictures, and we'll make sure that we're going to be in a position to put our community's best foot forward. And you will be side by side with the man who will be leading the Frozen Four for, for his first time here. That would be Chad Tolliver. We had an opportunity to chat with our good friend Chad here on the Game Day Everyday podcast. All right. We're joined by our good friend Chad Tolliver. He's the Associate Director of Championships and Alliances and Operations from the NCAA. Big week this week with, with NCAA Men's Frozen Four taking place. Chad, thanks so much for taking the time to join us here today on the show. I know you're, you're really busy. Yeah, thanks, Rob and Ryan. Uh, look forward to talking to you guys. Uh, obviously, we've got the Frozen Four going on here this week in Boston, and uh, we're all obviously looking forward to, to next year in Tampa. Uh, a great host, and looking forward to going back. It's the best title of anyone that we've had on the podcast, by the way, so far, Rob. Like, I, I, think, I think that's yeah. without question. It is, it is the best title of anyone we've had. Yeah, we need a few more commas and a few more uh, <laughs> superlatives in there, but uh, it's pretty good. I just call him the head honcho of the program. There you go. I did look down yep. very briefly to make sure that I got all the words. It seemed like I, I did. It rolled right off the tongue. For sure. Well done. Head, head yeah. honcho or czar works. Either one. Perfect. Now, I know you've been working on the Frozen for year, year in and year out uh, since 2013. Now, this is the first time that you're truly leading the ship. What's it been like from your perspective 
as you're, you're finally going to drop the puck here uh, on, on Thursday? Yeah, you know, it's, it's been really good. Um, I think someone in my situation who is, you know, taking that step into the head honcho chair, um, it's been really good that I've been a part of it since 2013 um, and had a great mentor and friend in Kristen Fosbender um, who had, you know, had so much experience uh, running this event and done such a great job. Um, she left it in a great place and I had a, a great opportunity to learn from her. And, um, I, you know, my goal is to, to keep things rolling and, and enhance on what she's built. Um, but I think that that foundation has been been outstanding. Uh, obviously, pulled in a few more different directions this year, uh, which is fine. Um, but a little adjustment there. But so far, everything's been great. And, uh, you know, it's it's been a great opportunity for me. And it's it's one I'm really excited about. Chad, you just missed our first in 2012 uh, in terms of Tampa hosting the, the Frozen Four. Obviously, 2016 was here. And this city and, and this community has embraced hockey. And we've seen it with the Lightning and just how passionate fans are here in this town without having a D1 program here in our backyard. How impressed sure. have you and your team and the NCAA been with the response to having the Frozen Four here in Tampa? Because we love having this event in town. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. I know when I started in 2013, um, I heard a lot about the experience of 2012 and how great it was. Um, and was excited that I knew that 2016 was was in the midst. And uh, that's been one of my favorite uh, Frozen Four experiences. They've all been great. Uh, but just the, the weather and the, the different locale, uh, being from the Midwest and, you know, the hockey being traditionally a northern, uh, northern sport, it, it was a nice change of pace for our fans. I know they like the, uh, some of our season ticket holders that get to travel, uh, you know, year to year to the Frozen Four. They like that opportunity to come down and get some sunshine. And, uh, you know, it's a little odd walking out of the rink and uh, sweating if you, if you got a jacket or, or whatever on. Uh, and I still wear those shorts and T-shirts uh, at a hockey event. So it's been really great. And, you know, the, the thing that stood out for me when I was there in 2016 is just the local support. Um, they're obviously the, the hockey community. It's a, a massively growing hockey town and the, the success of the lightning, um, but also the, the support uh, from the community. And that starts with the Tampa Bay Sports Commission and, and just uh, all their efforts and, um, you know, willingness to go above and beyond to put on a great event there. I know we're not the only major event that, that uh, you guys host. You guys do a phenomenal job of uh, Super Bowls and all kinds of different events. Uh, and we're just lucky to be a part of it and uh, to be there in, in Tampa. We're not going to tell the others, but you're definitely one of our favorites, Chad. Number one in our yeah, heart. That's, appreciate for, that. that's for sure. Um, Mission you know, accomplished. One of the, uh, one of our, our favorite things about this partnership with, with you guys and working on the Frozen Four is the mutual emphasis that we put on the fan experience, whether it's your season ticket holders to somebody that's making the event for the very first time. Um, maybe a little bit from your perspective about, you know, why that is such a priority for, for each of us to make sure we get totally right. Yeah, you know, a couple things. I think um, one thing that stands out that, that I've noticed just over the years is the continued enhanced coverage uh, from the television broadcast. I think the viewer gets quite a bit at home. Um, that in the past, maybe you haven't seen there when you're going to a game. Um, me personally, I'd still rather go to that live event and, and have that uh, tangible experience. But I think you do get some things on TV that you don't normally haven't in the past gotten uh, when you're there in the venue. So I think we've it's really important for, you know, as event managers and folks running these major national championship events and, and other events up the same like is that we provide some of those things in-house uh, for our fans that are there and have you know, spent the time and, and money to see uh, uh, our events live. So I think that's important. Um, and 
and you know we have very unique uh, in our, our championship that we travel obviously around the country um, year after year. We're not in a single location, um, but we have a large number of dedicated uh, season ticket members who have been a part of our priority ticket program for many years. Um, and those, folk, those folks have spent a lot of time and money uh, over the years and make it their annual vacation uh, to follow the Frozen Four around. So it's, it's incumbent on us, uh, all of us that are involved there locally, uh, from the NCA perspective, um, from the NCA committee, that we provide those folks that are there a great experience, um, not just at the hockey games, but all around uh, when they're in that host city. And certainly Tampa provides uh, a great opportunity for that. And you mentioned the television broadcast. It helps when John Bucci-Gross is pumping college hockey, as he likes to call it, because that certainly yes. gives a lot of publicity to the sport and the Frozen Four. So I'm sure, obviously, ESPN will be all over it. Um, and you've got some really talented teams, obviously. When you talk about Michigan, their 86th all-time NCAA tournament game. You've got Denver, who has had 18 Final Four appearances. Uh, Minnesota, Minnesota State, Minnesota being one of the best college hockey teams uh, in the sport. So, I mean, on display is some of the best and brightest that's going to be playing here in Boston coming up this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, uh, as you go through the bracket many years, you'll have the, the upsets of the number one seeds and that kind of thing. We're very fortunate this year that we've got, you know, uh, three, three of our top seeds, number one seeds. Um, and then uh, Minnesota, who's, who's no slouch and certainly has an outstanding following in, in history, rich college hockey history. So, I think that sets up for uh, just some great uh, action on the ice, uh, some great competition, um, entertainment for our fans. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really great. You know, it's this year uh, being in Boston and in the Northeast, it's unfortunate we don't have any teams from the, from the region. Um, but I think that the four teams that we do have uh, are, are high caliber and just set up for a great, great weekend of hockey. I'm sure Michigan's going to travel well. Knowing how that fan base travels, I'm sure being that the last time they won the national title in 98 was at the TD Garden. So I'd imagine that they would like to go and reminisce a little bit and, and see what, what you know, Big Blue can do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Chad, I asked you about the fan experience, but my last question from, from this standpoint is on the student-athlete experience. And um, I just know how much – uh, time, energy, and effort that we all put into making sure that student-athlete experience is right. And a cool, quick story from, from 2012 when we hosted for the very first time right after the national championship ended, it was Ferris State and Boston College. And I actually was listening to uh, the interviews in the press room after the event was, was long over and the entire Ferris State team came over after just having lost the national championship and thanked us for the student-athlete experience. And in my mind, I don't know if it's the right thing to think or not, I'm like, wow, that's because, you know, smaller school, they just, you know, they were so appreciative of, of getting the Frozen Four experience. Maybe they didn't know any better. And about 10 minutes later, Boston College came over and to a, a player thanked us for the student-athlete experience. It was one of the coolest moments of, of of my career to have those each of those student athletes and each of those teams come over and thank us and I know you know certainly college hockey players in general are, are really appreciative but from your standpoint to get an opportunity to create memories that'll last a lifetime what's that like for you yeah just real quick before I get into that your your story reminded me obviously I wasn't there in 2012 um, but the, the kind of the story that we tell around the office uh, by the folks that were there 
um, the, the murals on the outside of the, or the uh, decorations on the outside of the, the arena. I think there was a Boston College student athlete that was in his hotel room um, and, and wasn't aware that that was up. And he got up one morning and, you know, pulled the shades back and, and there was his, his picture uh, on the side of the arena and just his comments throughout the week about what a cool experience that was for him. Uh, that, that's one that always resonates for me. And obviously now with NIL and all those types of things, um, I don't know that, that uh, that's, uh, we're going to have that uh, any going further as we work through those issues. But uh, that was a cool student athlete experience that, that we always talk about uh, back in the national office in Indy. But I think in general, as far as the student athlete experience goes, um, you know, for all of us, I, I, I don't want to speak for everybody, but, but for me, this is a, it is a job uh, and it's a career, um, but it's also something I love to do and I'm passionate about it. But there are those kind of hard days. Um, but whenever I have those times where, where I'm not, you know, 100% or, or not as, as uh, enthusiastic as I maybe should be, um, I just think back to, you know, the, the number of championships that I've run and to see those student athletes after, after it's just completed, they're out on the ice or the court or the field and they're holding up that trophy and you've got these, you know, 22, 23 year old athletic specimens out there. And they are just uh, celebrating like their little kids that just won you know, a T-ball championship or, or whatever, you know, unbridled enthusiasm. Um, and to see that uh, happen and know that I played a, a small part in that, um, that, that's what makes me come back every day. Um, so that's really the, the key for us. Obviously, there's a lot of things going on, a lot of logistics um, and things that are they're important to run that event. But at the end of the day, we're doing this for the student athletes and uh, the experience that we provide them they're going to remember for the rest of their lives. So uh, we've got to put our best foot forward and, and make sure that uh, they've got the primo experience. Well, we can't wait uh, to be able to work with you for the next year. We're about to be officially on the clock, which is, is fantastic. We're looking forward to our third NCAA men's frozen four. And we wish you the best of luck this week in Boston. We'll be taking a lot of notes, a lot of pictures, and we'll be gearing up for what's going to be an amazing week a year from now. Yep. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Can't wait to get down to Tampa for for site visit and then for the real thing and uh, taking some of that warm weather. Yeah, Chad, I was about to say, Nick, when you pack for Tampa in 2023, just remember flip flops and shorts. You can do that this time of year for the Frozen Four. So don't forget those because those are critical. That's already packed, already packed, ready to go for next year. (laughs) Sounds good. Thanks so much for joining us, Chad. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Brian, it was great talking with our good friend, Chad Tolliver. Uh, what a great guy he is. What great perspective. It's just fun to hear how committed the NCAA is to making sure it's a great event, not only for the student athletes, but for the fans as well. And I'm, I'm sure those fans will be excited to come down to Tampa in 2023, bring all of those board shorts, the flip flops. You can leave the jackets wherever you are from in the Northeast or out West, because when you come here to Tampa Bay, especially this time of year, you're not going to need them. So I'm sure they're very excited about that aspect of coming back here to Tampa. Rock. There's no doubt. And college hockey fans are, are awesome to begin with, but just to see all of their worries melt away when they hit this Florida sunshine for a frozen four week in, in Tampa is, is awesome. You know what else is awesome, Ryan, is we're going to get a chance to visit with a really cool young man who has done something special recently named Benjamin Mallon. I got to tell you, Benjamin has impressed us in so many different ways. But one of the things that he has done 
is taking our replay Tampa Bay initiative, which is our new and gently used sporting goods drive, and taking it to an all-new level. He has set records with his efforts. He's only 13 years old. He's in seventh grade, and we've got him coming on the show now to talk about what he's been up to when it comes to replay Tampa Bay. Now, Ryan, we have had some really special guests that have done some pretty incredible things, but a lot of them pale in comparison to what our next guest is continuing to accomplish. And that is 13 year old seventh grader, Ben Mallon and what he's doing with our replay Tampa Bay initiative. You know, replay Tampa Bay is our new and gently used sporting goods drive, which goes on on an ongoing basis. And Ben had a pretty fantastic idea that I want him to share with our listeners uh, with, with what everything he's doing. Now, Ben, what was the big idea that you had? So for my bar mitzvah project, I had an idea of something with sports. So I decided to do helping less fortunate kids have an opportunity to play sports. That is awesome. And so with your bar mitzvah, you started to collect items, replay Tampa Bay. Is that right? Yes. And how many items have you ended up collecting? I collected 800 individual sports equipment and $1,800 in cash and gift cards. That is absolutely incredible. And you know what that is, Ryan? Ryan, that's a record. We've never had somebody collect that many items. And when you think about $1,800 that we're going to then invest in buying more items, but then the items he collected, I mean, it's crazy. They're, they could be $20 items or $50 items. So, you know, you don't have to be a UCF math major to realize we're talking about probably $20,000 or more worth of stuff that Ben is responsible for collecting. Isn't wow. that crazy, Ryan? That is crazy. And Ben, can you do me a favor? Can you tell our listeners, why are you doing this? Because you're doing such incredible work and with, with Replay Tampa Bay, I mean, you have been such a driver and a supporter of this. So why do you care so much? Why are you supporting it? What do you love so much about it? Well, it makes me feel good to help others in my community. And it's important to me to like help less fortunate people in my community. We've got to make sure that we've gotten a lot of the items for you. I'll give you a secret, Ben. We had to go ahead and rent an entire extra storage unit to be able just to keep all of these items together for the distribution event. And if you had a lot of fun uh, collecting the items, I can promise you when we actually hand them out, that's going to be even more fun for, for all of us. So we want to make sure you, you join us for that, right? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Can I see now, the shirt, Ben? For, for those that are watching visually, you've got, got there we go. We got a Bucks yes. Brady shirt that we're rocking here. Yes, I love it. Look at the that. Goats, that is, that the is good. The goat of all quarterbacks represented by the goat of replay Tampa Bay collectors right here. I love it. I love it. Ben, can you do me a favor? Because, you know, obviously 13 years old, seventh grade Coleman Middle School. Tell me the sports you love. Like, what do you love doing? What are your hobbies? Like, let's get our listeners to get to know you because we obviously know how incredible you are. But what do you like to do? What are your favorite sports? So my main sport is baseball. But like as a side, I play flag football and soccer. And my hobbies, I collect baseball cards and then play video games with my friends. I love that. What's the best baseball card you have? Um, maybe a Yogi Berra like signed card. 
Whoa. And I Whoa. hear you're I hear you're a really big Tampa Bay Rays fan, right, Ben? No. No. <laughs> What's wait, wait, what? Wait, no. wait, wait, wait. We got the Bucks shirt on, but you're a Red wait Sox a minute. guy. I'm guessing you're you're a Red Sox guy, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's gonna be a fun rivalry throughout the year. Um, you know, I, I know you guys will probably win a few. We're gonna win a few more than that. It'll uh, be a fun ride for you in second place. Oh, oh. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> wow. I like it. I like fighting it. words, we'll fighting words from Ben. Hey. With as many replay Tampa Bay items that you've collected, I can't get on your bad side. So I'll just say, hey, good luck this year. I hope you guys have a great season, just not as good of a season as the race. Okay? <laughs> Can we just agree with that, Ben? No. <laughs> well, Ben, thank you again for everything that you've done. I mean, what we got the we got a letter from Ben that just shared his idea very early on. And I don't think any of us had any idea what would be in store in the number of goods that you uh, would end up collecting as well as the money. And it's going to make a real difference in our community. And so from the bottom of all of our hearts, thank you so much uh, for, for everything you've helped accomplish. I can promise you it's going to make a real difference, Ben. Ben is awesome. Ben is, I mean, I wish I accomplished Anything close to what Ben has done at 13 years old, Rob, giving back the heart that he has. God, if he just wasn't a Boston fan, I mean, he'd be the perfect kid. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he's able to accomplish so much and is a Red Sox fan really speaks volumes to uh, just what type of kid he is. The fact that he's continues to succeed despite, you know, having that uh, going on. But what, what an amazing kid. I mean, really uh, an inspiration to all of us. We just could not be more appreciative of of everything that he continues to accomplish for for replay Tampa Bay. It's going to be pretty he, special he, when we get to hand out all those those sporting goods that he's collected out to uh, to kid, local kids in need. He's amazing, and and I'm sure he's going to be at the ballpark on April 22nd when the Red Sox visit the Rays for their first series of the year for regular season baseball. Rob, it is here. Opening day has arrived for Major League Baseball. What a time right now in sports because we're just coming off March Madness, the men's and women's final four and championship games, which were obviously incredible. We talked about that uh, in episode four. But now we've got obviously looking at the frozen four, right? We're looking at opening day for baseball. We've got the Masters weekend with Tiger competing in the Masters. NBA and NHL playoffs are, are coming here, getting closer. What an unbelievable time right now, Rob, to be a sports fan, especially here in Tampa Bay. You know, the NFL draft is right around the corner. I mean, it is absolutely a fantastic time. It seems like every day, maybe even every hour, there's some sort of great sports news that's happening. Everybody's on the edge of their seat. It's a, it's a fun time to be a sports fan, especially if you live here in Tampa Bay. It's truly amazing. As we kind of close out this episode and, and send off our listeners here at the, uh, the conclusion of the game day every day, episode five podcast. You got any predictions for the Rays this season? Because there's a lot of people that want to say the Blue Jays, maybe you're going to win the division this year, or they could see the Yankees or Red Sox. But remember, Rays have had back-to-back years here where they made a World Series run and then were the best team in baseball last year. Now, playoffs didn't work out the way that we wanted last year, but I got a feeling this club is hungry and, and finally third time's a charm where they break through. Rob, what are you thinking? I agree. I agree. Unlike my March Madness predictions uh, from a couple episodes ago, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and go on the record. I'm going to will it to happen here. 
the Rays are not only going to make the uh, trip to the World Series, but they're also going to go ahead and win. That's that's just me, ever the optimist speaking. I think they got it. Uh, they've made some great acquisitions this offseason. Uh, I think they're going to have a fantastic season. It's going to be really fun to follow. And I'm sorry, Ben. Ben, I know you're a Red Sox fan, but you're going to watch these Rays go all the way. Now, I got to think, I'm, I'm headed to Boston here for Frozen Four. Maybe, just maybe, for the first time ever, I'm going to have to, to get my guy Ben a, a piece of Red Sox gear to bring back because he's done so much. Okay, I, I like that. I like See, that's right there. That is working together. That's teamwork. Even though rivalries are a part of it, it is teamwork. Now, do promise me, though, when you are up there in Boston, you'll be representing wearing some Rays stuff, at least to let everybody oh, in Beantown know, I mean, you know, who the bosses are this year in baseball in the American League East. We always, when we hit the road, we represent Team Tampa Bay, that's for sure. Ben, sorry about it, buddy, but go race.